Welcome to the Final Roar, a Carolina Panthers podcast. It's Jared Feinberg of Cat Crave Blog and Blue Chip Scouting. And we are officially done with week one of the NFL preseason. The Carolina Panthers took down the Washington Commanders 23-21 in a comeback victory. Well, I wouldn't say a comeback victory. More of a game-winning drive by the Washington Commanders defense because all they did was commit penalties that got Carolina into field goal range to where they could make the game-winning field goal. Shout out to Zane Gonzalez having a good day today. But anyways, it's good to have watched Panthers football for the first time since January. Really is, you know. Got to see a lot of cool things, um, a lot of interesting plays. Um, we're, we're going to break it all down here today. Uh, or not all of it. It's more of a quick reaction recording podcast. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. We're going to talk about P.J. Walker. We're going to talk about some of the players I really paid attention to today, um, including Davian Nixon, Shai Smith, Eric Wright, um, Akeem Iguanu, Cade Mays, uh, J- just those type of players, and also as a way to get this podcast started or this episode started, I want to go ahead and talk about Matt Corral, but first I want to clarify a tweet that I had sent out earlier. I said earlier in a tweet that there are several fans that were like, what? What is he doing? And there are also some of my other colleagues from the draft community were like, what? So, I said in a tweet, the Panthers drafted the wrong quarterback. Howe is better than Corral. Sam Howe, Washington Commanders quarterback, is better than Matt Corral, both rookies. And I also included in the tweet, it basically confirmed my priors to the 2022 draft process where I had Sam Howe over Matt Corral as QB1. And that still holds true today. And what we saw today, I thought Howell had the best day of the two quarterbacks. And let, But first, let's talk about Matt Corral. I, I, I think it's very fair to say that he was expected to struggle, especially when he was basically playing third-team offense. And he was the fourth quarterback they played, Carolina played today. And you saw the rawness from how from Corral he, he just wasn't reading the entire field well he did make some he did make some good effort plays out of the pocket I do appreciate his ability um, to make things out of nothing you know there were a couple plays where he did and I appreciate that with Matt Corral is that he can create stuff out of the pocket when there's nothing really there. So I like that about Corral. I liked there were a couple things to like about Corral. Does have that quick release, those does throw from different arm slots. Those are the things that really gets fans going. It's like, ooh, he's got a quick release. Doesn't exactly mean he has a great arm. And then of course his arm slots being able to throw from different arm slots like he Willis not Willis. Corral can definitely make 
all sorts of throws. But he is very raw. And I think we saw that today. And of course, you're going you're going to struggle when you're playing against or not playing against. Sorry guys. It's been a long day. When you're playing with that type of offense, you're not going to produce at an incredibly high level. Okay? Let's get that out of the way. So with the tweet with Corral and Hal, it was more kind of an exaggeration, but at the same time just really giving out my thoughts of like what I thought of the two pre draft. Some ways it was a joke, some ways it was an exaggeration. Um and I know I said earlier uh like prior to the game, hey, don't take the preseason seriously. This is me not taking the preseason very seriously. It preseason doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And that's still true and it's still true with that tweet. So I still believe how was and is the better quarterback. I do believe Corral has the higher ceiling. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't believe. So just wanted to get that out of the way. More that tweet was more of a more of a exaggeration and more just trying to start up conversation a little bit. Guys, don't take it seriously. Really. It's just ignore it. Ignore the tweet, honestly. Ignore my tweet. Just ignore it. Move on from it. I'll probably have similar takes throughout the season. Um, and also whenever Corral and Howe end up starting in the NFL field. But what we, what, a, what we saw from Howe today, very impressive. Sam Howe, very impressive quarterback. Even with third team. Like, he can... The Baker Mayfield comparisons, I would say, are valid. Because he does a lot of things similar to Mayfield. He has a similar build to Mayfield. And look, Hal's raw too. There's no there's no question about that. He did make some really weird throws when he was on the field today. But you know, I you have to look at Matt Corral and say, This is a red shirt year. You're going to see him struggle this year. And you're not going to see a lot of positive reps, especially when you have a quarterback as raw mentally as Corral. So that's kind of what you really expected with Corral. I know fans are excited with Corral, what he did at Ole Miss, but he has ways to go. The Panthers need to treat Matt Corral this season as more of a redshirt guy that he'll potentially play next year but at the same time he has to take Corral has to take advantage of these reps he has to in my opinion so let's move on from Matt Corral let's talk about the rest of the team a few things one really impressed with Baker Mayfield really impressive drive first drive very impressive um got the ball out quickly threw a nice deep ball I wish he would I wish he would have done a little bit of a better job looking off the safety on that deep throw to Robbie Anderson that went incomplete, but that was a nice throw. That was a good throw that was in the bucket in a way and just a great play by the defensive back. So I appreciate that. From Mayfield, I, I like the aggressiveness from Mayfield. And again, this is more of these, a lot of the starters are just like 
trying to get those live reps in while all the other guys are fighting for a spot on the 53-man roster. So, yeah, good stuff from Baker Mayfield. Shy Smith, by the way, he's making the team. Making the team. Very impressive day. Impressed on special teams as a return man. Impressed as a slot receiver today as well. It, it It's a shame that C.J. Saunders went down with that injury, or he probably would have made the team over Shai Smith. However, I think it's a good thing that Saunders was able to do what he did in training camp because then the coaches, whenever a team is asking about Saunders, about maybe taking him off the Panthers practice squad, assuming Saunders is on there, I think that the coaches will have a lot of rave reviews with Saunders. So, Saunders still with the practice squad this season? Great. If he's not, he'll get an opportunity elsewhere. And I really do hope he he has some success in the NFL because he's. it sounds like he's been doing pretty good. Sounds like he has. I, and that makes me happy. I'm glad Saunders was really making an impact. It's, it's a shame what happened um, with his quad injury. It really sucks. But, again, impressed. I'm impressed with Shai Smith. Um, Rashad Higgins impressed me as well. Aki McGuanu, first time really seeing him on the field. He he. There were a couple reps where he struggled in pass protection. He did get beat by Montez Sweat on the touchdown from Darnold to Higgins early in the first quarter. But other than that, really impressive. You can see how well he does in the in the run game. Just running over guys. And he he is someone that will end up being the starter come week one. I mean, don't worry about it, guys. Iguanu will be the starting will be starting at left guard or left tackle by week one, no doubt. I don't think it's a bad thing that Iguanu starting at left guard for this whole season could be good for his development. I think it would be great for his development, to be honest with you. So, what we saw from Guanu in live reps in a game, it's encouraging. Really encouraging. And the rules going to look over the tape. Coaches are going to look over the tape. Everyone will be basically reevaluated. I do expect Sam Darnold to be named the starter for the Patriots game next weekend. However, would not surprise me if Rule decided Baker's the starter. And basically, if Rule names Baker the starter again for this coming weekend against the Patriots, that tells me that, yeah, the race is over. Sam Darnold is officially the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. If he isn't already. So, really, I, I did enjoy what... Baker did today. Darnold did some. He made a really beautiful throw to Higgins in that end zone. That that was a really pretty ball. Other than that, Darnold didn't really do much. P.J. Walker, I think he was more rehearsing today more than anything. He did like Walker does some really exciting stuff, but also he just at the same time he bounces bounces that out with just horrendous play at times. <laughs> it's it's honestly hilarious, but at the same time, I really do hope Walker gets an opportunity to be a backup somewhere else. Um, 
You know, I the experiment's over, but at the same time, someone will probably get a backup quarterback, a number two quarterback at best. So impressed with Walker, made some nice throws down the field, made some good throws from different arm slots. Of course, he has that mobility, very impressive. So there, nothing really. I really don't have anything else to say about P.J. Walker. That that was a impressive day from him. I want to talk about Cade Mays, Panthers rookie guard from Tennessee, also former Georgia Bulldogs. Shout out to all the Georgia Bulldogs listening to this, Georgia Bulldog fans, or even players, or former players, whatever. Cade Mays, yeah, I mean, he made an impact. Definitely made an impact. Definitely made a case to be either the number two, probably the number two right guard for Carolina. And he played some center today, which made my eyebrows raise. I was like, oh, this is something. Good to see Cade Mays getting some reps, showing some versatility. Um, I think maybe a few years down the road, we could see Cade Mays starting. Like, he is someone that you can develop, has the traits to develop, just need to work on it. But, man, Mays was impressive today. I really do appreciate Cade Mays, his size, his athleticism for size. He's got tools. Definitely has tools. Still needs to develop some. But he made a nice camp. Not bah. He made a nice pancake block, I think, on that touchdown with Spencer Brown. And I was like, ooh, buddy. I think Cade Mays, if he continues to play well this preseason. He will no doubt be a lock to make the final 53. And honestly, I think all the rookies might be a lock to make the final 53. I think Kalen Barnes might end up being a lock for the 53. Because usually Rule and Fitter, most of the coaching staff anyway too, tend to keep their rookies, their entire rookie draft class uh, in year one. And then year two, that might change. So, you know, impressive. Impressive stuff from Cade Mays. Spencer Brown, he he can run the football, man. Like, he... I like the leg churn he has. I like some of the balance he has. He's a competitive football player. He could make the team as a number four running back on this squad. I don't know if he does. But I think he would be a great practice squad candidate. Easily. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if he made the 53. But it would be interesting if he does make the 53, what other guys kind of lose out on making that roster. You know, It's something we're going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks, um, especially during the dress rehearsal game for the starters in week three. So that will be very interesting to watch. So, you know, I... I was impressed with the offense a little bit. You know, we saw some things from Ben McAdoo. We saw a little bit of a lot a lot of quick rhythm stuff, a lot of quick game. Something you, you something we kinda expected to see coming in. And, you know, we saw that today. I'm like we're not going to get the whole playbook thrown out there in week one of the preseason. We're not. Probably by midseason, the whole playbook's going to come out. whole thing's going to be out already. So, 
there were there were things to like about this offense, especially schematically, that I think can translate well, especially with Baker Mayfield, assuming he is and probably will be the starter week one. Um, if Baker, if McAdoo allows Baker to play quick rhythm stuff, Baker's going to be fine. He's going to be just fine. So let's talk about defense. Amari Barno, the rookie edge rusher. That brother has a chance to be a starter down the road. A pretty decent one at that. I think Amari Barno, probably he probably was the MVP of this game, to be honest with you. Barno made a lot of plays, got pressure on the quarterback, showed elite athleticism and bend, um, good flexibility in the ankles as well, able to sink his hips and get under the the tackle, just impressive stuff from Amari Barno. He's still a raw player, don't get me wrong, but Barno, I think, can carve out a role as a rotation piece for the Panthers' pass rush. And it's weird seeing another player on the Panthers wearing number 90. And I wish he wasn't wearing number 90 out of respect of Julius Peppers, but it is what it is. Barno, Barno was impressive today. He had that fumble recovery. Which made me happy. I'm like, hey, as long if you see rookies making an impact in a big positive way for this team, especially in the preseason, that that makes you feel good. And you're like, hey, this guy, he's growing, he's developing. We know he's getting better this preseason. I, I'm seeing that from Amari Barno, so I'm very impressed with that. Um, Tay Hayes, who the Panthers signed a, like a week ago at cornerback. Number 32, former App State product. Shout out to my parents. Former App State alumni. And also that's where they met, so very romantic stuff. But anyways, Tay Hayes. He, he made some good plays on the ball. He almost had an interception at the end of the game. Next to last play, he almost had an interception. I was like, ah, and my mom was right behind me when, when I saw the play, and she was like, ah, man, could have had it. I was like, yeah, man, could have had it. But Tay Hayes really impressed. There were there was one play where he made a really nice play on the ball, closing speed, and attacked the football at the catch point. That was really impressive. Um, Kalen Barnes, wow, uh, he that four that play speed legit. That forty time speed legit. He closes on the ball well. He recovers and makes a makes plays on the ball balls really well. Very impressive stuff from the rookie, 7th round pick out of Baylor. Brandon Smith, linebacker, Penn State, rookie. You know, he will probably carve out a role on this team for sure this season. I mean, he's no doubt making the 53. I mean, if he doesn't make the 53, something seriously went wrong with Smith's play. Because Smith, he flies around, man. He can fly around. He has the athleticism. It's just more, can he get the stuff down mentally can he really can you do a better job processing what's in front of him can he do a better job at with his run fits you know he, he's not the biggest linebacker in the world but you know I know Kyle Krabs of the draft network shout out to him he was high on Brandon Smith uh, even during the summer even during summer scouting a couple years ago um Brandon Smith, I, I did enjoy his tape, just a raw player, and I think he can be a rotational part of that linebacker core 
and someone told me, someone tweeted at me, you know, hey, Jared, I, I could see Brandon Smith being a starter by the end of the year, and that could that's definitely a possibility. He will probably be the starter at Sam Backer because, of course, Shaq Thompson's the will. Damian Wilson is the Mike. So I don't expect Brandon Smith to be a starting Mike or Will. Um, I do expect him to be more the Sam guy, but he could also be used in those NASCAR packages, stuff like that on defensively, especially if they want to go speed everywhere on, on a rush, on a third down rush, whatever. But Smith will be used on sub packages plenty this season, so I'm excited to see what Brandon Smith does the rest of this preseason and the rest of this regular season as well. Let's see, who else really impressed me? Miles Hartfield. Miles Hartsfield. I continue to say this. He is an underrated piece of this secondary and feels like fans keep forgetting about him. But he is a key part of this defense. He's a, he's more than likely going to be the starting nickel. Uh, and that makes me excited because when Hartsfield played last season, when he was healthy, balled out balled out. I mean, he, the ball production really wasn't there, of course, but he just kept making plays. He's just such a good tackler in the open field. Very fearless player, especially against the run. I really appreciate that about Miles Hartsfield. I appreciate I appreciate that with any defensive back that plays the run very well, and he does a good job in run support and tackling in the open field. Also, he can play in multiple roles. He can play single high safety. He can play box. He can play nickel. Some reps on the boundary, but I think he's more of a guy that will like to play inside, play in space, play closer to the line of scrimmage because of how valuable he is against the run. So, Miles Hartsfield, again, showing off in the preseason. I expect him to do the same thing this coming regular season. Let's see, who else? Xavier Woods. He made a nice play on the ball earlier. Um, first draw, first series of the game made a nice play on the ball. I think he's going to be a. I think he was a good signing for Carolina. I I was impressed what I saw when I went to training camp a couple weeks ago. I was impressed with what I saw today. Um, in th- however many snaps he played, so Xavier Woods definitely a impactful player. Um, Davian Nixon, want to note that he is now wearing number 54, same number he wore at Iowa. Um, I mean, I think you could tell he's still kind of like trying to get back into the going. I wouldn't say he was going through the motions, but it was more like favor, not favoring, more trying to be careful, I guess, with his knee. And just being a little bit cautious out there. But I expect him probably within throughout the season at some point, he's really going to turn it on. I still think he's a key piece of this defense going forward. Um, and I think he can be a future starter up front for Carolina. He has all the talent there. He has the athleticism. He has the tools. He has the traits. It's just more can he get a pass rush down, pass rush plan down, um, more consistently, and can he process better things better at the mesh point um, and against the run? So, you know, Nixon, impressive player, made some made a couple nice plays today, especially in the backfield. Um, there are things to like with Davian Nixon for sure. I'm trying to think of other players that really impressed me. 
Um, I mean, I'll probably have to go back and rewatch the film. You know, I, I don't have access to all 22, so I'll have to watch the broadcast version. So I'll, I'll just have to go back and just off the top of my head. So, um, who else really impressed me today? I can't really think off the top of my head on that. Hmm. I, I I will say one more thing about Matt Corral. Um, I I know again. I know the take was a little bit controversial um, from some people, and I know uh, there are already a couple people like, "Oh, Jared, I don't want to block me, please. I I don't want to hear your stupid takes." Yada yada yada. I'm like, whatever, man. But. You know, and again, I tweet out, like, he offers better poison arm talent than, or Sam Howell offers better poison arm talent than um, Matt Corral. And look, Sam Howell's poise isn't great either, but it's a little bit more consistent than what I saw with Matt Corral at Ole Miss. Um, So just kind of want to get that out of the way. Things I saw, well, really, I want to do a side-by-side comparison more. Arm talent in terms of just like general arm talent, like in the ball downfield, throwing with good velocity, velocity and power, strength downfield. Um, How definitely has the better arm strength, in my opinion. In terms of releases, definitely Corral. He can get the ball out quickly um, when he needs to and when he can. And in terms of being a better processor, like just going through progression and stuff like that, I did think Howell was a little bit better there. He did have some concepts at North Carolina where he did read full field, where he did go through full field progressions, made full field reads, but it, it like Corral, it was a, it was far few in between. But what you saw at North Carolina was a little bit more intriguing and a little bit more. Um, exciting, I wouldn't say exciting, but hopeful, especially if you're a team looking to develop a quarterback for the future. Um, I feel like Howe is kind of in a good spot with Washington. Especially, I mean, I don't know if Ron Rivera makes it this season. Depends on how well Washington does. Um, and it also depends on how ownership thinks of Rivera. So we'll we'll just see what happens there. But anyways, kind of getting sidetracked there. I think how I think how and Corral are kind of equal when it comes to their mobility. I think how I feel like how just has a better knack of really making things out of like he like I said earlier. He reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield in the sense that. He is quite the improviser, for sure. I wouldn't say Corral isn't an improviser. I think he can improvise very well, or not very well. I can think he can improvise well enough, but you know, if you're if you really like pointed a gun to my head, asking like who whose mobility is really better, out of structure ability too, I'd say push because. Like they're both equal in some aspect. So, you know, again, my tweet was more exaggeration, more just 
trying to get conversation going, more just um, confirming, like, again, my pre-draft priors. But, again, guys, don't take my tweet seriously. I really don't take the preseason that seriously. I don't really take much of this seriously, you know? In some ways, it was a joke, really. I mean, if you think about it, it probably was with how I worded it and stuff. Um, but, of course, people don't understand jokes on Twitter. I mean, I struggle to understand jokes on Twitter all the time. I struggle to understand jokes in general because I'm autistic. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do hope you guys have a good week. I can't wait to see what the Panthers look like again. In week two of the preseason against the New England Patriots. Joint practice session with the Patriots on the road in Foxborough. Looking forward to that. Also, I, I gotta ask, who the hell is going to be the offensive coordinator? Who's calling plays for New England? They have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays? Like, what? I don't know. Bill Belichick will always keep us guessing, I guess. It is what it is. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll hear something funny with Matt Rule again this this week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's good to. It was good to watch some football this weekend. First time in a good while. Really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to watching more football next week. And also, guys, I'm starting up school. I'm starting up my senior year in college. This Monday, so I'll do my best to get content out as much as I can. Um, it might it might not be as much as it used to be, but you know, someone told me you know, hey, quality is better than quantity, and I'm trying to give the best quality I can with this podcast. So, alrighty, guys, y'all take care, peace, and keep pounding. <laughs>